You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. All right, everybody, it is Phoenix 92.5 FM here on Tuesday. And of course, if you're listening to us on the True Penny channel, Nerd to Know Media, and where all podcasts are made available, thank you so much. This is The Wrestling Rewind. My name is Daryl O'Connor, and I am joined by my co host, the reigning undefeated. One and oh, Mr. Martin Herty. How are things, Martin? I'm grand. I'm, I'm patient, patiently waiting for CM Punk's response to my challenge. It's been a week now. We haven't heard back. Now, to be fair to him, he was Great busy fun. this week with uh, with MJF and FTR. So that's I'll no give excuse. Him, no, give excuse. him another couple of days. Give him another couple of days. <laughs> oh, man, I tell you, that's it. Uh, Martin undefeated and has a better uh. MMA record than CM Punk. So CM Punk, prove him wrong. Prove him wrong. You've been challenged. You've been called out, sir. I'm waiting. A big <laughs> garden here. We can throw a couple of ropes around the edge of it. Make it and not to go. go. <laughs> um, how are you, sir? How are you? How are you on? Ah, grand. You know yourself, working away and uh, actually excited after the past couple of weeks to get back into the old school WCW. Oh, absolutely. Like, we're still having technical issues, full disclosure. This will be my third computer that I'm trying to get when I order it. It's very annoying, uh, but hopefully that will work out. So, guys, pray that it works. And It's, send us, it's, uh, oh. it's getting worse and worse for Dara. The, the most recent computer physically attacked him today. Physically attacked me today, and I have the dreaded virus. So, it's been a double duet of pleasures as such. He's getting battered inside and out. Oh man, it, 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 it's a thing that's happening. But, uh, you know, if you want to help us out, send us money. <laughs> no, only joking, but, but not really. You, you totally can over in Airtel Media. Um, <laughs> we have a PayPal link. But uh, no, I'm hoping to get the technical issue sorted. I wouldn't mind. It's not because I'm not buying them. They're just broken. Like the last one, literally the GPU broke. And then I was on to the support guy and he's like, yeah, the GPU's broken. I'm like, so what does that mean? He's like, well, we can collect it and fix it. I'm like, all right, cool. How long would that take? Three months. And I'm like. <laughs> Is it you, do you think? Do you think you've reached such a level of technological <laughs> advancement now that your body is physically interfering with the with the technology? Potentially. I don't know. Like the Livono that I got initially I probably should have just left because it worked but then when I you know it just didn't when I tried to mess around with it by uh, putting a different uh, drive in it and that's what kind of broke it and I was just like or the the actual connections weren't there to to do it you know because basically for anyone who doesn't know when you're um, when you're messing around with computers and changing components it needs to be on the board so 
basically I was trying to put a hard drive in that didn't have the connections and I was like well this doesn't work so I had to turn it back and then as I was looking inside I'm like oh one of the lights is broken so it wasn't me that broke it but it still would have been fine and I, I do think I should have just quit while I was ahead I had a similar issue with a Christmas tree one of the lights just put the whole thing out but I figured it out you're not you're, you're not the only electronics whiz this is true oh, this is true it's just it's a bit of a bummer, guys. So that's why the production sounds a little bit different, and the shows aren't as frequent. I'm trying to just I'm I have a I have a, a stopgap now, where we're still able to get the show done every week, but we'll eventually get there. Uh, but thanks for bearing with us. But if you do want to help the show out, the best way to do it is to tell people about the show, uh, send people links, uh, send people who you don't like the show. Uh, you know we don't mind. <laughs> we don't mind. We, we, right. we'll take. Fame or infamy, either is oh, good we, with us. Oh, we don't mind because we're going the WCW 2000 route because apparently so are WWE. But you know what? <laughs> you know what? Man, I haven't seen the show in about, what, 20 years? And then I haven't thought about the show in about 10 years because a long time fans of what this show was before, uh, the rest of you international desk, we actually did a series on Vampiro. It's called the Vampiro Chronicles. Where Corey would actually go through the worst Vampiro matches in WCW history. And one of them was the Human Torch match. And I completely forgot about it. Until I start watching the show. And I'm like, oh my god. I, for- I, t- I totally forgot about this. Um, well, it's because apart from that one um, spot. Th- the rest of the show was just entirely forgettable. I wouldn't say the show was forgettable, man. This show had everything. And by everything, I mean, it was all terrible. It had so many gimmick matches that you're like, there's no normal matches in it. It had run-ins. Booking made no sense. We got David Flair for some reason. Horace Hogan was there. It had 10 matches. Five of them were like out-and-out actual gimmick matches. Yeah. But two of them as well were also two retirement matches so if you count them as gimmick matches that's seven out of ten on the night and there two were, of them were bloody retirement matches there was a five table match oh which basically means ladies and gentlemen you have to put your opponent through five tables although it, it really confused me by the end because yeah it was definitely uh described as a five table match and then at the end of it i was like that wasn't five tables. That was three. And then it turned out it was best of five. Yeah, best so it was of five. A, a three table match. But the way they had said it throughout the whole time was it's a five table match. You have to put your opponent through five tables. And yeah. then they're like, oh, it's a hat trick. And you're like, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. This makes I, no sense. I wonder were there typing issues or something? Cause... Oh, man, I don't know. I, th- I think they realized after the bell had rung, they're like, wait, no, we messed up. We meant yeah. best of five. That's what we meant. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe they thought, hell, doing five table spots, maybe that's going to devalue the table bump. It did, though. D- d- oh, oh we'll, we'll get to it. We'll, nothing. Yeah, we'll, we'll, get, get, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. All before right. before we get anywhere, though, I know we're tight for time, so very quickly. Absolutely. Keith Lee and uh, Jay Switchblade in, in AEW. Man. Holy hell. I don't know. I'm just like... Wait, look, when he showed up, I was just like, okay, he should have been there from the beginning, to be fair. But it's also like, 
more WWE guys showing up. It's like they should have shook it up a little bit and had like the Fiend show up <laughs> on Impact. <laughs> I thought, as long as it's, as long as it's Impact. <laughs> I know, to be fair, look, I'm happy he's there. He should have been there from the beginning, but that's a huge win for AEW. Eventually, AEW is going to have everybody, and WDB, as we said, it's just going to be like, <laughs> it's going to be um, bro, um, either Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns doing all the voices, playing 2K22. Well, well uh, that's that's the concern for WrestleMania, isn't it? Because no matter who wins, it's either the guy who's been champion for 500 and something days, or the part-timer who's a 20-year veteran at this stage. <laughs> like, oh, man. Those are your Actually, options. Have you seen the... I was on the, the PlayStation 5 there the other day, and um, the last night, because I was playing Planet Coaster, um, which is the best game of all time. I, I love Team Park Sims, man. I don't even know why I like them so much. They're just brilliant. And I saw there was an ad for 2K22. And the yeah. big selling point this year is the NWO. I'm like... Really? Again? <laughs> I saw I saw an ad for it recently yeah. as well that had a, um, like they were revealing more members of the roster, and yeah. it was like the Macho Man and Roddy Piper, and I'm like, I wonder why you need to use all these legends. Is, is this because, because you have not, four wrestlers left? Is this because they're not going to show up in AEW next week? <laughs> <laughs> is that the concern? That seems to be the way. You know, eventually what they're going to do is they're going to release like the WCW pack, where it's literally just everyone who is who is either retired or dead from 2000 WCW. I'm and surprised that they haven't. I think it's going to come eventually, because it's like, who else do they have? Nobody. Yeah, but I'm super, genuinely surprised they haven't made like or like an ECW game or just, you know. Uh, well, that just makes too much sense. That's a license to print money. The same with like what they should have done, and not to go to too much of a of a tangent, but they should have just released, you know, when it got kind of ropey there with 2K, they should have just been like ECW legacies, WCW legacies, or whatever, and then just release that. Sure, look how long it took them to do a GM mode. People were screaming at them for 15 years to do a GM mode, and now they're like, oh, we'll do a GM mode. <laughs> Honestly, like, I, I think on, it's just easy. I, I don't know why they didn't just keep updating No Mercy. Well, it's fans like that, have. Fans have. It's and like it's that uh, Simpsons meme. It's like, I don't know why they keep, need to keep rela- keep releasing wrestling games. They reached perfection in 1999. <laughs> well, look, No Mercy's awesome. My personal favorite, I do really, really like SmackDown vs. Raw 2005 because of the GM mode. And then you can just make your own roster or whatever. But like I don't know, Smack the SmackDown series was great actually, in general. Not the not the first one. The first one is janky as all hell, but the second one is a lot of fun, and I really like the third one. But I don't know. Anyway, this game's gonna be awful. <laughs> I can just yeah, you, you think you, so. I well like I think t- it'll be technically a lot better than twenty twenty. Uh, the storyline might be not as cringe. I think they've learned their lesson in that sense, but. I'm like, what's the point? Like, it's everyone's just going to use it to download a the AEW roster and then just use that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what always happens. What I always do whenever I get them, I just download all of the the Impact roster and just start making Impact. I think one of the things that uh, has people worried 
and again, I, I like I won't be getting it. I I've tried a couple of the two K games, and I just find them far too heavy on the uh, simulator side rather than the, yeah. um, the arcade. arcade side. Yeah. Um, but what a lot of people have been seeing online have been saying this is like the fourth or fifth ad you've released with no in-game footage. And oh man, they're going to make people that. a wee bit worried. It's coming out next month. And it's just like, oh, we've seen this before. Like, 2K tw- 2K20, I think, is a masterwork of terrible games and terrible <laughs> decisions. I love that game. The story mode is the worst thing I've ever played in my life. It makes no sense. But it's um, it's it's weirdly, like, prescient, right? Because in it, The Undertaker has a cinematic match. The Fiend is, like, really important in it. And there's loads of empty arena matches. Holy hell. Yeah, it's, like, it's... It's crazy. I might when when things do get sorted, I might actually do a full playthrough of it on Twitch and be like, "Look, let's compare." But anyway, let let's move. Let's 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 forget about twenty twenty, yeah, <laughs> and go to twenty two thousand, even further so, back. So even further back, twenty zero zero to Baltimore, Maryland, which is funny. I was in Baltimore once for work. No, I was beside Baltimore. I was in. Uh, in Maryland, not Baltimore. I was in Baltimore City once and uh, got into a taxi. The taxi man had a gun in the taxi and, like, it was really scary. Jesus. Yeah. Baltimore is a scary place. I, I, I'm, You know, if you're from there, thank you for listening, but your city's really scary. For context, Ireland doesn't have guns or... or, <laughs> or well, it does, but n- not legally and not, not as... We should we should specify that Dar is in the south and I'm in the north. I, yeah, so okay, we, fair. I'm in the south. In the south, things are we've a slightly lot, different perspective. Slightly different. <laughs> That's true. That's a very good point. Uh, yeah, no, it was. I was just like, I was in a taxi and I was I was pretty drunk actually. And your man was like, oh, the it's a hundred dollars, whatever. And I'm like, it's like hundred dollars, whatever. And then I'm like, oh, it seems a bit high. And he just like opens the glove box and has his gun. I'm like, okay, it's a hundred dollars. No. <laughs> I was just no. like. All right, fair enough. And Luckily, that's all. A generous out. tip. Yeah, I was like, there you go. But I didn't pay for it. Thankfully, thankfully, it was the the company. But I'm like, Baltimore is, is off my list of places to ever visit again. <laughs> and it all, it always has such happy connotations for me because it just makes me think of Jungle Boy's entrance theme. I, oh, you haven't seen the wire? The Baltimore. wire. Oh, my, it's the wire, Baltimore. Yeah. That's, that's, oh God, yeah, yeah, it's grim. Yeah, yeah, man. So I was just like, all right. We're we're not going to to the Baltimore ever again. Maryland does pretty nice, to be fair. The actual like state, but anyway, you didn't uh, you didn't get to visit New Amsterdam? I didn't. No, I didn't. Uh, not not there. Sadly, not there. I did get to be in a room with a bunch of like generals who worked with like Edward Snowden when I was over there. Oh. I was like, oh, this is a pretty cool. Uh, yeah, but whenever you bring up whenever Edward Snowden's name is brought up around th- th- that kind of group. You just hear. <laughs> Here, speaking yeah. of generals, did you Go find this to be a very uh, military gimmick heavy? It's supposed to be. It's Great American Bash. It is it? Yeah, couldn't figure out why. Like Booker T was in military fatigues and. Okay. Well, there is some story. So, so let let's set the let's set the um, the scene here. So, in our timeline of WCW. There's the New Blood and uh, the Millionaires Club, right? Yeah. When when Russo came in, they had changed a bunch of gimmicks. So obviously, uh, 
Harlem Heat were gone. They were Splitsville. <laughs> and what they decided to do was create m- the misfits in action. Yes. This is general huge erection and all that. Yes, yes. And Lieutenant Logo, uh, Loco, who is uh, Chavo Guerrero. Major Guns. Major Guns, G.I. Bro, who is Booker G. T. <laughs> I don't know. I really like GI Bro. I thought that was a cool gimmick. But um, I mean, if there, if if I was if I was a wrestler, and you know I was a jobber, I'd pick GI Bro as my like my gimmick because it'd be hilarious. Obviously, no, you I know, think military gimmick is just. Oh, it's I think it does it's, spell it's a, death for anyone. It's the perfect jobber gimmick, though. It really yeah. is. Yeah, it really is. It's like. Because why not? Like, no one's really going to boo you and you're not going to get beaten that badly, but you're not. I'll tell tell you what I did really enjoy about the uh, Misfits in action. I was looking up the guy who's in one of the later matches, The Wall. Yes. And uh, apparently uh, a couple of months down the line, he joins them and they change his name to AWOL. You know, uh, it was funny. Away away without leave. (laughs) So he came into the company. He came into the company with Alex Wright who we have covered before, Alex Wright, was then known as Berlin, the heel, and guess who debuted with him? Who? The Wall. Berlin. Uh, wall. Oh! Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> WCW, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Literally, just been run by a bunch of 14-year-olds. It's the, This is what happened. You know what? I'm convinced that there's like some kind of mind rot in, in wrestling companies at a certain point, and it's just in WWE now. <laughs> or someone is just poised in Vince. Maybe Russo, maybe Vince Russo's booking WWE. So what, what do you think? We'll get 20 good know. years of AEW before it starts? Before it starts. <laughs> Vince Russo just shows up randomly going, wait, hold on. Why are they making terrible puns? Oh no, it's here. It's the rot in the, it's the, rot in the walls. Before before Tony Khan loses his mind and starts showing up to Dynamite and changing things an hour before the show starts. It has to, man. Like, I don't know. Like, it's just... Like, the decline is so incredibly similar that you're like, there has to be something. It's like the madness of Kings where, like, Vince has completely lost the plot or whoever is, is running the show just doesn't have... Or maybe they're just so out of touch because at this point as well, WCW was a major corporation run not by a wrestling company as such, but run by the the Turners, you know? So things are not going well. This show had an attendance of 7,000 pay-per-view buys of 85,000, which mm. was actually up from Slambury, which is only 65. Mm. Meanwhile, over in WWF judgment day, it's like a B level pay-per-view had almost 18,000 people in attendance and 475,000 pay-per-view buys. But Judgment Day also, that was actually a great show. That had the Iron Man match and the Return of the Undertaker. 2000? Yes. No, no, this was was, uh, the one with the... Because it was kind of bizarre. The title was decided in a... Six man tag match, like the world title, was Judgment Day. The... Yeah, it was ju- wasn't it Judgment Day? No, ju- Judgment Day. Judgment Day had the return of the Undertaker. Oh, I looked up their June pay per view for that. Well, whatever the the June 
Oh, yeah, the June pay-per-view. This was July. Oh, no, this was in June. I don't know. Anyway, hold on. I'm going to look this up because we're, we're professionals yeah. here. We're, we're going <laughs> to look up the June pay-per-view. 2000. Um, yeah, you're bloody right. What, what, King of the Ring. It was King, King of the Ring is what it was, yeah. So it had 475,000 pay-per-view buys. Um, and it, creatively, it wasn't... It had the uh, Patterson Briscoe evening oh. ball gown match, and oh yeah, this wasn't a good pay per view. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it had the world title being decided in a six man tag, but oh, it yeah, still no. did. Oh, I don't know, six times the business of uh, of um, Great American Bash. Yeah, no, did, did that, that was oh that was yeah, this was a bad. <laughs> this king of the ring. It was a bad king of the ring. Full, Judgment Day was actually class, and I think Fully Loaded was pretty was pretty meh as well. Actually, I think there was an era there, sort of late nineties. Actually, no, 90s. that was good. That was good. I had uh, Triple H versus Jericho, which is one of the best last man standing matches going. And it's a, that, and a surpri- sorry, and, and a surprisingly good Val Venus for Kesey Steel Cage match. But that's the thing, like late nineties, early noughties. Those some of those sort of B-level WWF pay-per-views, they were bloody better than the than the the big four, the big five. Some of them well, were awesome. Well, I would actually make the case, and we we it, we actually haven't covered any of those shows on this on this pro, on this broadcast yet because we're not in that timeline. Our WWE timeline ended Armageddon 1999. And the reason why I'm kind of holding off on that is because I do firmly believe 2000's WWE is the best year of wrestling ever. Yeah, so def, I'm excited. Def, good argument for that. And I'm excited to see it again while we're watching it for this rather than watching it for myself or watching it as a kid or whatever. Because, like, it, it is really, really good. So I'm not shocked to hear the numbers. I think we'll just skip that King in the Ring, though, because <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad show. I would pretty much covered it now. Yeah. And that's a Kurt Angle one. And it was a good match. And it was the only good thing about the whole show. But, um, man. It's weird watching this show, this Great American Bash. Uh. I didn't look up what what was the parallel show, so I'm glad that you did. But it makes it even worse because you're like, whoa, they are getting annihilated. They're getting annihilated. Because, like, let's start off. For the Cruiserweight Championship, Uh. we have Disco Inferno, your boy, Disco Inferno. Couldn't believe it. Could he just, yeah, he, I couldn't believe it here. I'm like, like I can't oh. escape. <laughs> uh, who was defeated by Chavo Guerrero? But it's such a, it's such a bloody, um, it's such a disappointment because, man, even a year earlier, if you could count on nothing else in a WCW pay per view, you could count on the opening cruiserweight match to be a banger. Yes, and the past couple of months it just oh, has been terrible. Well, look, that would have been a five-year. Sorry, it would have been a. It would have been a ten to fifteen-minute banger, right? Absolutely, great spots, really creative. And look, we've seen it. You know, uh, Eddie Guerrero and uh, oh, Kidman, Kidman going out and Mysterio, just, like there were. You know, I I know it's kind of um, cliche cliche to say. But it's true, man. Like, you know, they go out and they had 
really good matches because the cruiserweight belt it wasn't just oh you're a you're like a hundred pounds two hundred pounds you know go out there and the belt means something it's like no you're two hundred pounds a hundred pounds but you're gonna go out and this is this is your world championship and then we're like just going fair nose losing yeah. in i think um i don't think it's any coincidence that the cruiserweight title lost its prestige uh, whenever the russo era started yeah no i think you're right chronic <laughs> hey brian adams and brian clark which the mamelukes the mamelukes yeah they were this was a, a, a tag team match for the no more run contendership for the wcw tag team championships this match did not need to be nearly 10 minutes uh, chronic if you remember when he came into WWE during the invasion, they were bad then. They were bad now. So I, I was I was kind of a fan of Chronic. I, I like really? the yeah, I like the the big man, but uh, agile kind of thing. Maybe they just looked good in this because the Mamelukes were woeful. Um, Fair, okay. But uh, the only thing okay. I never really got about them was the gimmick. So yeah. Chronic, like obviously they're named after. Like uh, uh, cannabis, uh, but they're like two <laughs> really fast, really intense gays. You know, it's not really what you think of when you think of. Uh, you know. I think I think it's just supposed to be like okay, so they were put together very, very, uh, very early into two thousand. So April two thousand. So only a couple of months before the show, right? And um. Vince Russo came up with the name, so it's a Vince Russo. It is a Vince Russo name. Remember, this is the guy who had SEX as a, yeah. uh, you know, and TNA. All like TNA, and you know, these are all. This is his kind of thing, and it was part of the New Blood. So all these matches had some sort of New Blood versus the Millionaire side of things. So I just think Vince Russo was like, oh man, this would be a funny name. Yeah, without actually uh, having any without actually, yeah, yeah, like, like the two lads, they have a good look. They're not atrocious in the ring, but it never really kind of clicks for me when I'm watching it. And then you have Big Vito and Johnny the Bull just being <laughs> dire. So is this is this where Tony D'Angelo got his gimmick from? <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. But your winners are Chronic, and if you remember correctly, Chronic actually do hold the belts a fair bit. At the end of WCW, because they go into WWE, hold them, and then get killed by Undertaker and Kane. Is is that just because at that stage WCW didn't have anybody? They didn't have anybody, anybody left. No, they didn't no have anybody teams else. left. Well, it's interesting, right? So they have a match for a it's a contendership, right? But the belts aren't defended. Oh yeah, I didn't even notice that. So it's like, I think, I think you have this the wrong way around. You're supposed yeah. to, yeah. I think I think Russo subscribes to the Vince McMahon view of tag teams. Yeah, you know he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't really think they're le- legitimate or worth worth spending any time on. But the show picked up for me. Like I, I had I had speckles of good, you know, and unfortunately, ambulance ambulance match, which one exception is a terrible gimmick. Um, to end yeah. feuds, it's a terrible gimmick. It really is. Um, the only match that kind of gets around that is the Shane McMahon one, actually, ironically enough, with Kane. Um, 
but it, it takes all the heat out of it because it's very, very hard to really. Like they even said on commentary, they're like, "How do you know when your man is beat enough? Well, you have to go and have to kill him." And you're like, <laughs> "What are you saying?" <laughs> but you yeah, put because... him into the match, and you put him into the into the ambulance, and then you close it. Like, look, Scott Hudson is was mind-numbingly annoying on this show. Uh, Mark Madden was okay. Shivani was carrying the whole thing on his back. Oh, the um, whole I, thing. I miss Tanae so much because he just uh, he makes everything so much more watchable, particularly when he's there with Shivani. But holy hell, man! I, you know, I, I never really saw obsessed. what it is you see in Tanae because um, I've been watching watching these shows a couple of months, and like mm-hmm. every week you're 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 popping for Tanae. I've never really seen it, and man, did I get it tonight! Like yeah. you missed yeah. him. So like so, someone's got to be the straight man, and he's a yeah. really good straight man. He is, yeah. Like no one was co- like Shiv- again. Shivani did what he could, but he was never the man who called the action. He was just kind of directing traffic and the broadcaster, right? Scott Hudson is too busy off being a heel, or be or sometimes not being a heel, dependent. And Mark Madden is just there, and you're like, lad, do something, do anything. <laughs> and then he just yeah. says nonsense, and you're like, well. I I called like that, you know, it just if there had been someone just even talking about the match, it would have made some sort of sense. But then just doing awful calls like that. Now, to be fair, there was dreadful calls. I actually made made notes of some of the dreadful calls during the GI bro match. He was like at some stage during the GI bro match, he said, oh, my God, we're almost 20 minutes into this battle. I was like, the whole match is 13 minutes long. And then uh, when the Tank Abbott match came out, he go, here's Tank Abbott, and he's a, a shoot fighter, which is a great way of saying, and everything else is fake. Yeah, yeah. No, to be fair, he was, but they should have said MMA fighter rather than shoot fighter, because it's like... Well, yeah, uh, because, yeah, the opposite of shoot does work, you know, so... So, I, I look, I was a big fan of Mike Awesome. Um... And I was yeah. like, oh man, like to be fair, WCW did him real bad. Um, so, and it really hit watching. See, you were right. See, if you get rid of the ambulance gimmick, this would have been match. a hell of a match. Yeah. A hell of a Because DDP's there as well. And they actually both go out there and, and actually, the first, the match is about 10 minutes long. The first like five minutes are actually really good. Really good. And then I'm, they go, and then they go up the ramp. I'm watching Mike Awesome land like, this enormous guy land these amazing frog splashes and I'm like yeah. how did you not do something with him like it falls apart the minute they go up the ramp and then Canyon's there and again I'm also like Canyon's there and instead of doing anything with him he's in a wheelchair with a neck brace and you're like it's Canyon the three of them could have a match that would be outstanding what is going on I thought I thought Canyon was at least going to get the, uh, the Zack Ryder treatment from Mike Awesome, you know, because he was in the wheelchair. What, just wheeled off? The <laughs> fired off the stage or something. But, but no, no, it had a, to be had to be a, a a surprise turn. Swerve, bro. Yeah, it was a swerve. It was a oh, swerve. And uh, Mike Awesome picks up the victory in nine minutes and forty one seconds. I tell you. What. I loved uh, before this match DDP had a sort of a pre-match interview with um, I can't remember her name but she Pamela? was 
Pamela, yeah. So she was doing the interview, the pre-match interviews with one person and Shivoni was doing them with the other person the yeah. whole way through the night. But yeah. man, she came in the whole night. She came in for some really unwarranted abuse. Um, so like she, she said something to DDP and it was really like just like a proper sports question. She was like, oh yeah, you know, you're fighting a really big, impressive opponent tonight. And he just said, I don't think so, yeah, bimbo, and walked off. <laughs> oh, man. Not the worst thing we've ever heard, but... Not, not even the worst thing of this show. Like, we uh, we accidentally skipped over the whole thing at the start with um, uh, the old the fella coming down to the ring and attempting to grope one of the, the women I and then having a this. heart attack and then major guns having to give him mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Oh my God, it was... Oh, Bruce. Oh man. Yeah, there's going to be more of that. So we had next what is referred to as a boot camp match with G.I. Bro, aka Booker T and Sean Demet Stasiak. This was not good. <laughs> this was yeah. not good and I know you're shocked by that because Sean Stasiak is in it um, but you shouldn't be because Sean Stasiak is all once, once the name Sean Stasiak David Flair or I don't know insert random name there but it's probably Disco Inferno or Ernest the Catmello <laughs> once they're brought in I don't know where where we, we've been converted we're a cat stan account now we... depends <laughs> depends Depends. He he has some explaining to do later on for what happens. He, I'll tell you what uh, um, surprised me with this. A lot of big things happened on this show, but with like no fanfare. Yeah, like like the Canyon um, swerve in the last match, it kind of happened off to like the corner. The camera didn't even really catch it. And then at the start of this one, uh, G.I. Bro comes in, he gets the Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 12 treatment. He comes in to the ring from this huge uh, zip lane. Mm. But the camera doesn't make any big sort of fanfare about it or spotlight. It just sort of pans up and then he's like he's just there, there, like w- flying w- through the air. WCW production, it's horrendous. <laughs> and if they had have just put some extra... it's Dynamite, some, uh, Dynamite sometimes does it, but they're not no way near as bad. It's it's the one thing WWE has and always yeah. has. It just it just knows how to shoot wrestling really well yeah. and present it really well. Although the, the, I find that they're really overcomplicated now. They do far too many cuts ne- and Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I mean, like, it's still unparalleled, even though it's a bit way too oh, much yes. now. And, yeah, even to, and even in 2000, when you're watching it and you're compar- comparing it to, you're like, it's night and day. You know, it, it just really is night and day. But I also think, I think I, I think it's that, but it's also the fact that when you're watching the show again, they don't care about anyone who isn't Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And, and I, you, you know, know, it kind of makes sense because I really noticed the difference in the crowd the whole night. The crowd mm-hmm. don't care about anyone who isn't Hogan. It's Hogan's true. the only time they came alive. And, and you know what? It might be, and it kills me to say that, as somebody who's proudly blocked by Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Um, and and sadly still blocked by Fuzzy. Lads, come on. <laughs> it was a bad review. Um, and it's just like it makes sense. Like 
but the whole show suffers because instead of trying to build anyone else, they're like, you just get the feel that's like none of this matters until Hogan yeah. walks out, and that's kind of so. I think maybe it's it's intentionally on purpose. Oh, sorry, not intentionally on purpose, if that makes sense. Where it's like, I don't think they're trying to do it, but because they're not trying to improve things, it's like, well, none of well, matters. They didn't even, uh, they did a half-hour job even of putting up um, Booker T's uh, zipline. Yeah. Because I know the intention was Shawn Michaels' WrestleMania 12, but uh, the the thing really slumped in the middle and he had to like swing himself to get momentum. And for a second, it looked like he was almost going to be. Um, did you ever see that picture of Boris Johnson when he got caught in the yes. in the middle of a zip lane? And he's just yeah. hanging there. <laughs> so they almost went from Michaels to Johnson. Oh man! Oh, it's just I, I and I feel sorry for. I don't feel sorry for Sean Sajak. I feel sorry for GI Bro because like the match itself wasn't great. What he had to work with wasn't great, but he was still very entertaining. And it's like, see, see these matches with a ten count. They're oh, very, I hate them. Very difficult. Oh, I hate them. Very difficult. Ha- oh, I hate Hangman, them so much. Hangman and Lance Archer had one on AEW this week, and it was bloody brilliant. And it's because they really, really limited the amount of times they used that ten count. Dude, they nothing, were... nothing sucks the the wind or momentum out of a match. Like, well, look, most well, look, ten count. In a last man standing match, the way WWE used to book the match, uh, let's just do comparison. This time, WWE, did, let's take the, the Judgment Day one, because I think it was the last man standing match with uh, Shane McMahon and Big Show. Um, and that was how you, you do these kind of matches. This one, as you said, there was no spacing. They would like spot count, spot count, spot count. Yeah. Bigger spot count, break up. And it's like, no, no, you have to do a few spots, then count, or else you're count. The poor ref was counting for the majority of this match. Maybe that's why um, your man thought he was the the commentator thought we were twenty minutes into this thing because uh, that, <laughs> that's what it felt like. <laughs> that's what it did feel like. Um, so uh, GI Bro ended up winning. Uh, the next match wasn't as bad as I thought. Like it wasn't the next match wasn't bad, right? But but. Does fundament it did fundamentally undermine a table spot for me, and it had one of the worst endings ever. Yeah, it was, but the it, match itself wasn't bad. It no, it was. It, I mean, it was. It was in terms of once you take out all the table stuff and uh, going down the back and all that, the the match in the ring was probably about five minutes, and it was it was decent. Here's the thing, though, right? With these, with the last. And even the next match, right? I don't know why these matches had to have gimmicks. There's four matches in a row here that were hurt by the gimmick. Yeah. You know, the Amnons match could have just been a no disqualification match and it would have been better for it. The boot camp match is stupid. That should never happen again. The table match, un- under like, if it had just been a tables match. Yeah. Cool. And you can, you can still do the spot with three tables stacked up. Yeah. But yeah, but just like oh, put them through the table, get oh wait no, you have to put them through, and you're like no, this is this is dumb, this is really dumb. We've we've noticed this before though with WCW changing the rules of a stipulation like halfway through. Like do you remember the uh, Hogan Flair cage match? And yeah. they had some stipulation that 
there was barbed wire around the top of the ring and you weren't supposed to you weren't supposed to leave or you weren't allowed to leave and then suddenly they did and was, <laughs> it was like okay and the, it was almost like uh 1984 you know 1984 where they keep changing who they're at war with and everybody oh. just accepts it yeah we've, been, like, we've always been war at eurasia we've never been war at eurasia yeah <laughs> Exactly. It was like that, that yeah. they just changed the rules and the commentators yeah. just go on as if, no, it's always been this way. But that's that's exactly what happened at the end of this table match, guys. Like, literally, through the whole match, at the beginning of it, Andrew, they're like, oh, you know, five tables. You have to put them through five tables. And then it just changes. Oh, wait, and, we and it, was, five. it was definitely that because I went back to make yeah. sure I didn't mishear it. Because once he goes through the first table, your man says... Oh my God! It took the wall that much work to get Shane Douglas through one table, and he has four more, four to, more go. to go. Yep. No, it's weird yeah. when you watch it on the network. It says uh, best of best of five, right? And then you and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And then you watch it and you're like, wait, no, that this... what's going on? <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> so the the end of this bugged me so much. So they set up a big ladder. In yeah. front of three tables stacked on top of each other, and we'll all yeah. see where this is going. Yeah. Um, then Shane Douglas just climbs up one side of the ladder, and the wall, for no reason whatsoever, instead of tipping the ladder over, instead of pulling them down, instead of doing anything, the wall just walks around and climbs up the other side of the ladder where all the tables are stacked. Because the match was over. It oh, bugged me so much. We <laughs> have to get to the finish. <laughs> <laughs> the wall's not a good wrestler dude he he never no. was you know like he tries his best but man jeez so we had another another gimmick man oh god scott steiner defeated rick steiner and tank abbott in a handicap asylum match in under four minutes what is an asylum match i don't know but it involved it's, weapons. It's a even crappier cage. It's a cage that comes down from the roof, and instead of going around the ring, it sits in the ring. So it's tiny, and you don't have access to the ropes or the turnbuckles, or it's dreadful. I don't. <laughs> I mean, points for effort, but in <laughs> another case where they had to rely on hitting people with things or stupid cages. And it was just like... The only the only thing that I did like about this, I thought they did an almost subtle kind of story at the end where um, uh, Rick Steiner was helping Tank Abbott beat up Scott Steiner. Yeah. Uh, and he was okay with that. But then Tank Abbott went to pull a chain out and uh, and like, lay out Scott Steiner with the chain and Rick stepped in the way. He's like, all right, look, I'm going to help you bait up me, brother, but I'm not going to help you kill him. And I thought there was a nice kind of story there, but I mean, I assume it just went nowhere, did it? <laughs> uh, there was no time for it. Like, it, they kind of go back and forward with this Rick Steiner, Scott Steiner thing until the end of WCW. And then also picks up randomly at, at random points again in TNA and stuff like that. But... um. They're kind of like the Undertaker Kane dynamic, but so much worse. Um, look, as I said, if this had been longer, if the rules had been made clearer, if the if the objective of the match was made clear, as I said, 
yeah, there was weapons in a cage in it. But I still don't know what an asylum match is. It's like, what's the difference? Is it just the cage? Is, is that all it is? Like, no, silly. Silly, silly, silly. But, but Give there's me another, of it. There's another classic call in this one where uh, uh, your man goes, uh, the girls who accompany Scott Steiner to the ring, he's like, yeah. the girls are banging on the cage. They can't even get in there to help him. That's like, well, what are they going to do in there with Tank Abbott and Rick Steiner? <laughs> Rick Steiner. <laughs> what are they going to do? Like, was it, uh, was it Medea? Medea? Is that how you said it? Medea? That's her uh, name? I, 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 One of the girls, there was Medea and, Sh- and Sharika, right? And Medea, according to Wikipedia, is a personal trainer, a fitness model, and a beautician. I don't Not think a pro that, wrestler. I yeah, at no point did he say pro wrestler. I don't think it's fair to expect her to be a Brick Steiner and Tank Abbott. <laughs> or t- the the shoot fighter tank. The shoot Abbott. fighter, exactly. It's like I don't think that's a fair fight there. Come on. But was 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 that a was that a Scott Hudson or Mark Madden call? It had to be. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, it was one. Of, to, well, it wasn't um, Tony. Tony. It wasn't Tony. Tony did a hell of a, a shift tonight. Oh man, poor Tony. Oh, you know what? Whatever he got paid for this, he needs to get paid. He needs to get a check from WWE as a reparation for this show. Terrible, 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 terrible stuff. Poor lad. Poor lad. I I actually briefly listened. I couldn't listen to the whole thing because it was three hours long. But I listened to his "What Happened When" uh, with Conrad Thompson. Right. Um, Tony Schiavone does a, a podcast with him and this is one of the shows that they cover and oh, he is scared. I mean, the language, the people of Phoenix FM would be scandalized if I were to quote it, so I won't. But the language Tony goes into just ripping into this show, ripping into the company, just ripping the other commentary, he just rips everything apart. Oh man, I can imagine. I can imagine how cathartic that probably is too. Um, <laughs> All right, so this is what. Here's the weird thing about the show. This felt like the main event. Yeah, even though it wasn't, and even like the 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 gimmicks escalated, but the the match the matches kind of petered out here. Like the the build petered out. Hogan came out to the biggest pop of the whole night, and I mean significantly. Yeah, by by a country mile. And when he left. The crowd went right back down to what they were before. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Horace Hogan was there. He even got a pop for some reason. Um, Maybe it's it's uh, the haired Hogan and they kind of popped. Maybe it's like whenever <coughs> I, you know, the odd time I'm watching WWE and I hear that guitar thing and I'm like, <gasps> breath. Oh, Natalia. <laughs> I have to say, Horace Hogan usually looks atrocious. But for some reason, the NWO kind of thing really worked for him. It's the only time where it's like, fair enough, you know? But why he was the why he was the referee had Hogan probably just wanted to give him a paycheck. Not I, not you know. You gotta give him that. He he looks after his own, like he does. He he kept Brutus Beefcake in work for 20 years when he had absolutely no business being in a wrestling ring. Well, I don't know. Again, Bruce Beefcake, again, in the NWO, is the only one who would be like, yeah, again. He, you know, whenever they went into the NWO, a lot of times they, they put the shirt on them and it, it, you know, damaged the gimmick. But sometimes it was like, okay, fair enough. But Horace Hogan is probably one of the worst 
the worst <laughs> the worst things on the show and that's saying something he he cannot he cannot move or ref and he, if memory serves did he have a like a bandage on his head yeah that was incredibly distracting i thought it was a weird bandana for ages and i'm like take the bandana off it's like oh no it's a <laughs> I was watching it on the iPad and I'm like, man, what is going on here? Like, it's, it's a fury. And another thing is like, Billy Kidman was trying. And Hogan was trying too, which is weird. Hogan actually showed up to work tonight. But the match was terrible. Yeah, it, it was all right. It, 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 had, it just had so much other crap around it. Like, So if you were to take it, like you say, just as a match, Billy Kidman bumped his arse off for Hogan. Hogan, I mean, he's not great, but he didn't phone it in. You know, he... No, he didn't phone it in. No, he actually showed up. He showed up to work. Um, the crowd came alive for the match, but yeah. I just... This whole New Blood Millionaire Club thing confuses me. The face-heel dynamic is so arse-backwards. Well, I remember, no idea the, who I'm meant to be cheering for, who I'm meant to be. The Millionaire Club, they're the faces. Yes, the, the Millionaire Club blood. of 20 year veterans who are <laughs> holding down the new guys are the faces. They're the good guys. The Ophelas are the bad guys. But then Tory Wilson shows up yes. to give Hogan a pair of brass knuckles. Yes. He's a face. But then yes. Kidman. <laughs> uses the brass knuckles on Hogan because he's a heel. But then Hogan lifts the brass knuckles and uses them on Kidman. But then again, Hogan's Hogan is weird. He spent his whole career being a face who wrestled like a heel. Yes. You know, the back scratches, the eye pokes. The... Even, actually, even it was, I was listening to the Observer the other day and they were talking about the WrestleMania where Hogan, where Brett lost and Hogan showed up and made himself champion. Oh, nine. Yeah. Uh, and they were saying they actually said a very similar thing where Hogan the match he had earlier on in the night he wrestled the entire thing as a heel his, his, when you look back at it his whole bloody career he he wrestles as a heel it's yeah. it's bizarre it's crazy it makes no sense but like, like he cheats and he gets cheered for it he cheats he, he cheats constantly the whole way through his career and he gets cheered for it he um like I say, he does all the wee sneaky heel moves, you know, the, like you're saying, the scratches and eye pokes and all that. It's, when you go back and look at it, you know, when you're not sort of caught up in it at the time, it's bizarre. Like, this guy's a terrible role model. <laughs> this guy's awful. Okay. That's before you find out about all the racism and sex tapes. That's before you find out what he's like as a person, just as a wrestler. Um, but yeah, man, this was... This was disappointing. And the sad part of it was, it's weird because Billy Kidman, again, I wouldn't say, oh, yeah, he's the face of the young uh, WCW. I could pick anyone else. And I like Billy Kidman, but I'm like, could have picked anyone else. It's just, it, I don't buy it, yeah. you know? But they, they were they definitely lost. trying to Jeff Hardy him. But no, but they lost, they lost their real core. Jericho and the Radicals. Yeah. Yeah, that like Chris Benoit should have been in there. That's probably who they actually would have used. But he's off in WWE making real money. I love, so. I love that uh, when Benoit left, he said, uh, "I'm leaving," and they were like, "Oh, 
we're going to put the world title on you. And he's like, I- I'm still leaving. Yeah. And then they put the world title on him anyway. It, yeah. it makes no sense. But no, folks, this pretty much, pretty much was the main event. It just, it didn't, it doesn't look like it on the card. It doesn't feel like it when it's building up to it. But once it's over, you're like, oh, the show should actually be over now. Because all the heat is gone. Like the next match we'll talk about in a second. Well, if the show had been over, we wouldn't have got this next match. No, or the two after it. Now, I, we are conscious for time. So we're going to, we're going to, we're gonna quickly talk about uh, the main event, real, okay, real quick, yeah. real quick. The actual main event because it's terrible, and then we'll 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 circle back. So Jeff Jarrett and Kevin Nash for the world championship with Ernest Catmiller as special guest enforcer. In the the two and a half minutes we have left, yeah, give us the best rundown of it. Uh, absolute nonsense, doomed from the start. Uh, Ernest the Cat Miller comes out and he introduces the special guest timekeeper and the special guest announcer and the special guest referee and the special guest water boy and it's basically stacking the stacking yeah. the cards up against Nash yeah. right from the start. At no point do him and Jarrett even get to have like you know five minutes of a wrestling match. This thing is. It's interference, it's ref distractions, it's ref bumps. It's all utter nonsense. And then Goldberg's Jeep shows up. Weirdly, Goldberg isn't driving it. <laughs> you, can, you can see the stuntman is driving it. Goldberg comes out of oh, somewhere I love else. It. I love it. And then typical Vince Russo. What a swerve, bro. Goldberg turns heel. Um, yeah. And the only thing I would say about this is how did Vince McMahon not see the disaster of WCW turning their top babyface heel and then go ahead with WrestleMania X7? Hubris. Or was this... What was X7 2000 or 2000? No, no, this was before, because X7 was like literally a, a month after they bought WCW. There you go. So yeah. how McMahon didn't see... What a disaster this was for them because they had to retcon it and turn Goldberg back like two months yeah. later. Yeah. How they didn't see this happen and they went ahead with the bloody X7 turn, I'll never know. That well, look, that's that's the best rundown of it. Interesting point. Um, this is the last Great American Bash held by WCW, and it wouldn't be revived until 2004. Oh, can I? ask you something else about this yeah so at the end of this match when goldberg turns yeah fans and i'm using the, the word fans in air quotations people start, who are there start pelting the ring with rubbish i think they were i think that was a work i think they were yeah. trying to recreate do you remember when the fans genuinely pelted the ring when hogan turned heel yeah I think they have yeah, people in the crowd yeah. doing that deliberately to try and mimic the... At this point, WCW was heavily papered. Yeah. So, I, that's probably I, I, true. So something about it just didn't feel like a natural, spontaneous outburst by the, by the fans. Yeah, but, uh, probably because they've been so, you know, uninterested the whole way, the whole so, way through. So, guys, if you're listening to us on Phoenix 92.5 FM, we are going to have to leave it there. We're going to keep going 
on overdrive and uh, finish off with you really do not want to miss the next 10 to 20 minutes of this show <laughs> so uh if you if it's your first time listening thank you so much go over to um nerd to know media all the links are there if not uh, the true penny channel has them as well you can find us on spotify itunes all that good stuff and martin is there anything you want to say to the people of dublin before we uh we get out of here punk fight me there you go undefeated words from an <laughs> undefeated mma fighter <laughs> we'll be back after this short break if you're listening to us on the network if not we'll see you next week here on phoenix 92.5 fm thank you for listening to a nerd to know media production you have nothing else to do on a saturday if you like nerd things, now check out Nerd to Know Basis here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 5pm to 6pm, and then head over to nerdtoknowmedia.com for all of our shows as part of the Nerd to Know Media radio network. Alright guys, we are back here on the Wrestling Rewind uh, talking about the Great American Bash 2000 and we saved the worst but also the best <laughs> for last because, I look, Martin I didn't want to not do these two uh, matches because you can't and I also didn't want to like squish them into like two minutes because you can't oh, um, These require... These, these analysis. These, oh, they do. They absolutely do. So the first one, I think, is you know, it's like a match made in hell for us. <laughs> it's the it's the build up to everything that we hate about WCW in one match, right? But not only. But, sorry, so, sorry, before we even get started on the quality of the match, talk about the booking. Not only is this the second retirement match of the night. It's it is the second retirement match in a row. They literally <laughs> put this on directly after Hogan's retirement match. Yeah. But we have the return of uh, concert goer, David Flair. He oh. looks like he's gone. You know, you know, when you went to a metal gig and there's like some guy there that, that doesn't like metal, but he's there anyway. And he's wearing like, he's the literally wearing yeah like it's like the, the girlfriend's into metal and he's like oh yeah i like metallica that's that's what it's like and basically he's wearing what you would expect someone like that to wear you know like these light jeans and like this like a uh, great american mass shirt and you're like man do you not own a pair like oh, wrestling tights no well anything shorts his father comes down to the ring, you know, resplendent in a long robe. And then even though he's an old fella and he's like, yeah. he's starting to show it in terms of his body shape and all. He doesn't care. He no. strips down to the trunks and the boots. And he, you know, he, for all the world, looks like a wrestler. David Flair is there, as you say, in jeans and a T-shirt. I think he's wearing wrestling boots. But the jeans are coming down over the boots, so they look like shoes. Yeah. And uh, as if David Flair hadn't decided <laughs> to heal himself enough with me, 
he comes out wearing a bloody big Union Jack t-shirt. Yeah, that was that. No, several Union Jacks everywhere. So I thought everywhere. it was very, very I thought it was Jacks great. all over. Yeah, no, I thought it was weird. I think it's like a weird Great American. Like it had Great American on it for some reason, but then Union Jacks. So I, I think it was somewhere around. I think it says WCW UK tour. Oh, that makes sense. Like that. That makes sense. I don't know. Look, dude, WCW merch confuses me. I wouldn't be shocked if it had that contradiction in it. But oh yeah. All I know is there were six Union Jacks there, which was which was <laughs> a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> well, it's, it's David Flair trolling yeah. me from beyond the grave. And again, uh, you know, we love our UK fans. We really do. But uh, uh, as Irish people, the Union Jack's kind of tough. <laughs> a little bit. To, a little to bit. see it on David Flair was particularly uh, yeah, as well. difficult. It's like, it's like, oh, man, all you have to do is, you know, heal it up more. Someone but yeah. Rather see the Union Jack on David Flair or flying over Dublin. Oh, that's a coin yeah, toss. That's a coin toss. Yeah, you have to see which one it is. <laughs> oh man, I just hate David Flair so much. He's like, I think he might be the worst thing that ever happened to wrestling. He's he's dreadful. Now, interesting, interesting, right? So not only so usually we just get one spawn of Flair, right? But. We have four, what's it, four involved in this. So his his two daughters and his wife that looks like could be his daughter, which is weird. (laughs) Uh, His other son, Little Youngfella, and then obviously David Flair. Little Youngfella, who's a better wrestler than David Flair. Oh man, he's a much better bumper. He understands psychology. He sells. Why didn't they just have him in the match? He's bloody brilliant. He's great. The worst, like... Oh man, it was so annoying. I'm convinced the only one who got no wrestling talent is David. What happened? I don't know. He's the only uh, one. Honest to God, whichever, because I know Flair's had several wives, and I think he actually his most recent marriage I think ended this week. Um, I, I, I don't think I don't think it's his. You know what he should do? He should throw a party every like three or four years and just pretend like he gets married. He can't afford it anymore. I I think what happened with David Flair is. The wife went off and slept with Disco Inferno, and when the because ba- <laughs> the, the lad has no wrestling ability, and when the baby came out, she didn't want Flair to know, so she dyed his hair, uh, bleached his bleached his hair blonde. I I think that's I, what happened. I'd buy it. I I'd buy it. That makes a lot of sense. He's had five wives. Yeah, I knew I knew and- a man with five wives on his way to St. dives. That's a lot. That's a lot. So, interesting, right? So, do you know who was in attendance watching the match and then actually involved in it? Did you did you catch who it was? No, I mean, like, not one of the, not like Charlotte one or of one his, of the... It was Charlotte, yeah. Yeah. It was. Or, or using her shoot name, Ashley. Yes. I noticed that because they weren't saying her name, but uh, even back then, that big... Charlotte Flair head is oh, you unmistakable. Can't, you, can't, you can't miss it. I was like, that Charlotte Flair, I'm sorry, it has to be. And then yeah. Yeah, I looked it up and it was. And because you can't miss her. Like, she's just, yep, no, that's, that's her. I don't think that is an insult either. No, just, no, it's just, you know who it is. She's like. very distinctive. She's very distinct. But, you know, again, Eve, I don't think she was trained at that point, but she was still a much better wrestler than David. It's like, why didn't they just do this angle with her? <laughs> she would have been better, <laughs> you know, obviously. Easily. Obviously. He um, just has oh man no um so 
he, he, he got none of the business. So he obviously doesn't have the physical side. He can't do a- any of the moves. Like, this is a very kicky, punchy, choppy match. Yeah, there, there's four moves in this. Kick, <laughs> punch. Sorry, five. Kick, punch, throw to ground, bad figure four leg lock, and then good figure four leg, leg lock. <laughs> and that's about it. Interesting. who's doing it. Both of them. I thought it was hilarious that both of them screwed up the... Uh, do you know the flare throw into the turnbuckle flip over? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. B- both of them screwed that up. Although that's a really... De- I remember um, in training a couple of years ago, like we all took turns trying to do that. and That's a legitimately terrifying... Because you keep yeah. thinking you're going to catch your neck in the between the ropes. Yeah, no, it's, um, that looks like a scary spot, all right. But, you know, we'll, we'll let them away with that. But the figure so, four leg lock... That should, one, yeah. You should but, be able the, to do that, like... The point is, so he doesn't have the physical side... Mm. But he doesn't have the the storytelling side. No. So his face the whole time is so terrified and so what me dad would call a balky. Just like he can't sell anything with his face. He can't no. sell fear or anger or pain. And oh my That's th- why th- when the that's why when the young fella came out and was selling better than he was, I'm like yeah, he was giving stick to Russo. Yeah, and... it's like you probably should have just got him to do it. You know what I'm saying? Because he 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 got it. He was selling when he got thrown to the ground. He was like, oh, you know, whatever. And then, as you said, he was giving it to, to Russo, like. Yeah, and then the the coup de gras, the cherry on top of it all, was at the end when his father puts him in a figure four leg lock. The figure four leg lock hurts your leg, so you sell your leg. Yeah. And instead, he just starts flopping his whole body like a fish. Uh, the old Devon cell. It was just bizarre. Yeah, it made he, no he, sense. He it literally no has sense. no wrestling ability. No, no, he did not. And he lost the match. Vince Russo was there being Vince Russo. And again, oh, that's a whole other thing. But um, R- Russo at one stage... Puts Flair, Ric Flair, in a pair of handcuffs. Yes. And the ref lets the match go on. Yeah. And I checked. It's not a no DQ. No, it's, not it's a, just a normal match. No. It's, it's, it, not only does that happen, it is a central part of the match. So oh, yeah. I don't So I don't think Hank... I don't think anything there was illegal as such, but any referee would have been like, no, what are you doing with the handcuffs? Stop. Like, it's one thing if it had been outside the ring brawling or while the referee was knocked out or something. But no, they're in there having a normal match and the ref's there refing this normal match and Ric Flair has a pair of goddamn handcuffs on him. Yeah. It's and, yeah, just and he, bizarre. No, it is bizarre. Like, to be fair, like, what could there is an argument to be made what could the ref do? But then again, the ref is there like properly caught and he's looking right at the handcuffs. So the disqualification would have been a bit much, but you think he would have like stopped the match and been like, here, get the handcuffs off. <laughs> I, no, he I, just goes I, on I'm like not normal. going to allow this match to continue yeah. while one competitor is has <laughs> no ability to defend himself. And like, and the and the commentators are like, Oh, he, you know, he can't he can't even deliver his chop now and he's and it's just like Well yeah, because He's handcuffed. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, they started selling it as like a real tactical thing. So yeah, they've removed these these moves from Ric Flair's repertoire. It's like, nah, you've handcuffed him is what you've done. <laughs> you, you're just cheating. That's all this is. Openly yeah. cheating. 
it's like, oh, oh, so oh yeah, they've they've taken the the figure four leg lock out of Ric Flair's game by kneecapping him. <laughs> no man, you just you just shot the dude. <laughs> they removed competition, yeah, by killing him. <laughs> yeah, they just, they killed him in the car park before the <laughs> match. Before the match. Yeah, it's not like this super tactical move you've made. You've just bloody handcuffed him. Yeah, that's all it was. And it, it's like, again, folks, if you think we're we're exaggerating this, when weird stuff, it's like the table match. It just happens. And they just sell it like it's completely normal. It's like, yeah, that's normal, all right. And you're like, <laughs> it's just, it just happens because you're watching it and you're like, did I have a brain aneurysm or something? And you're like, no, no, it's just... Like, like we obviously and rightly um, just rail on this stuff, but there is a perverse level of like a you know really bad movie enjoyment out of these WCW. Oh, I, I look, I, I had a great time. I'm sorry, I loved this show. <laughs> it was brilliant. But it, like again, like we watched a show a couple of weeks ago where it was just. Like I'm not the WWE one because obviously the Rumble was horrendous, oh, but God. the bad, the boring WCW. This was wonderful WCW where it's this is so bad. It's it's well, so incomprehensible. It's good, you know. Yeah, it's just uh, uh, you. It, it gets a reaction out of you. Let's say well, so. Boring. The the worst thing a wrestling match can be is boring. boring. Yeah, it can be right. amazing or it can be terrible. But yeah. <laughs> What, what the thing that again, and I forgot how unique it feels watching WCW, is that where stuff just happens, and you know something, and you know it's wrong. Like your brain is like, this is wrong, and then they just sell it like it's normal. That is, you can't get that anywhere else. It's it's just it's mwah, brilliant WCW two thousand. You just they should if they bottled that and sold it, I'd buy it. It, it's, it's, it. I keep going back to it, but it's because it's the only thing I can it's think incredulous. that is a, as That's akin to it. it. It's bloody 1984. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just like, yeah, you saw it, but we're just going to completely pretend like it's normal. And it happens two very specific times in this pay-per-view. And, you know, it, it's bizarre. It's so bizarre. But again, in my brain as well, I didn't realize all this happened at the same time. I thought they were different because, like, out of context, you could take any one of these big events and go, yeah, this was bad WCW. Remember when that time happened? It's like, yeah, it happened within 20 minutes of each other. You're like, <laughs> oh, God, okay. So the next one, right? Oh, is, this was something. This was something. And again, not the main event. Probably should have been. The, the human torch match. The human torch match. <laughs> they literally... Killed a man, <laughs> and it wasn't the main event. <laughs> they had a wrestling match after it. Like, listen, we set someone on fire. That's that's probably enough. <laughs> so this, this was, but now what? What I'd say before we get into this, um, this actually had a really good build. It did. Yeah, Vampiro so, and Sting had a, had a really good feud. Yeah, and there was an awesome um part of it where uh. During one Nitro, Vampiro jumps Sting and he covers him in blood and mm. then he hooks him on his, um, do that repel hook Sting yes. used to use coming down and he yes, hangs Sting. him above he the does. crowd and yeah. Sting's like hanging there, swaying above the crowd, just dripping blood. An awesome visual. It is. 
Ah, but this was... So... (laughs) Did not live up to it. So Sting... Look, Sting is an icon, and long-time listeners know how much I love Sting, right? But holy hell, he's been in some bad matches, man. TNA specifically, the last rights match, which we'll probably watch at some point, because that's a fun match. Um... You forget. And you're like, oh yeah, Sting was never in a bad. And then you're like, oh no, he was. He was in loads of bad matches. <laughs> and this one as well, like Vampiro, I feel bad. Like, okay. Another great call, one of my favorite calls. He can burn a man alive, but he's afraid of heights. Sting has taken away the advantage. And it's like, <laughs> what are you saying? What are you saying? Why are you talking so much? You know, you know what? I'd love uh, to. Uh, I'd love to. Um... Listen back to your um, Vampiro chronology you did, because I'll try find it. it like I'll, I will try find it because it is pretty good. Well, because the thing is, I always in my memories I always loved Vampiro, and in my memories he was a great wrestler. And since we've been watching these things, I don't think I've seen one good Vampiro match. Vampiro, it, it, like was, was it just me being a kid? Is, I, is yeah. actually is he terrible? Yeah. He he's not terrible. He's just not good. Yeah. He just looks cool. That that must be that's, what, yeah. That's As what a kid, is. I must have just loved the gimmick because. Uh, well, he he redeems himself in like Lucha Underground and stuff later on, like with creatively. And you're like, okay, well, all that stuff you did, we can we can kind of forgive it because creatively you put on a good product. But yeah, he wasn't good. He just looked cool. Yeah. And it's, I th- a lot of this is because, like, what? Yeah, now, watching wrestling as a kid, you're like, you know, <laughs> you forgive a lot more. S- similarly, with this match, um, it wasn't good, but parts of it looked cool. Uh, it. I don't think it was bad. Um, do you know what it was? If they had have... So, it was so awkward. So the, the spots that were cool were awesome, yeah. but they took so long to so set awkwardly set them up. Look, here's another one, right? Where if this had just been a cage match, fine. Yeah, or... Or a casket match. Or anything where those... Because again, this was a case where it was great in the ring and kind of outside, and then once they went to the ramp, you're like... Because they set it up actually at the beginning... Because Sting was up at the... He had moved the torch. So the, so the object of the match was to use the open flame torch to set your opponent on fire. So it's like... It's it's an inferno match with more steps. um, Which doesn't make it... Well, well th- this is what you were saying is the, the opening is indicative of the problems with the entire match. So yeah. the thing... The, the match opens with uh, Sting on top of the... I suppose WWF caused it the Titantron. I think it was the Nitro Vision, but it was, it was the Titantron. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Sting's up on top of there with the with the torch, and he says, "Vampiro, if you're gonna fight me, fight me up here." And Vampiro goes, "No." <laughs> so then Sting just has to climb down climb and walk down. to the ring. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, all right, well, this has been going on for ten minutes, and the bell hasn't rung yet. I love the way he's just like. No, well, that's it then. But there we go. <laughs> that's oh, the end of the come on, I climbed all the way up here. Oh, well, I never told you to do that. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Like, imagine 
it's the equivalent of mankind climbing the top of the hell in the cell and, <laughs> and Undertaker just gone. well I'm not going up there Undertaker just going ref count him out <laughs> come on ref go I'm not going up there that's what happened and then mankind awkwardly getting down into the cell it was <laughs> just back into the, yeah it just kills the whole thing like it's literally what happens. He starts yeah. off up there. He's up on top of the Titantron with his torch. Fight me up here. No. <laughs> it's... But again, it this this is like the ambulance match, like the, the boot camp match, like the tables match, like the handicap asylum match. So many gimmicks. Um, <laughs> it, this was ruined by it. If this had just been a normal DQ match or even... You know, a, a creative cage match would have been brilliant. You know, and I don't think it's because Vampire uh, Vampiro isn't a bad wrestler. He's just not a good wrestler, but he is a creative guy. He's like Bray Wyatt, right? And I think these guys had a creative idea. They were given eight minutes, and Russo was like, you know, I'm not going to blame Russo because that's not fair on on everything. But I do think somebody were like, no, we need to make this bigger. You need to kind of go here. And my going so big, it's it's ridiculous. Because like it ends as it begins. And Sting, well, I it's not Sting. I I don't care what people <laughs> say, it's not Sting. Some fella dressed as Sting go does a full body burn and then I tell you what. So I was thinking the whole way through this, I'm thinking, oh man, the one thing you shouldn't do in wrestling is over-promise on something you can't deliver. Yeah. And I thought, for all the problems this match had, I thought the actual burning of Sting, I thought Sting going up in flames and falling off the Titantron, I thought that spot was done pretty cool. Look, it was. It, yeah. it obviously wasn't Sting. You know, they, as soon as he came down, they covered him in like fire extinguishers and then a blanket so you couldn't see his face and all. But, um... I it thought the disco. actual... It was Disco Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. I don't know. But, you know, no, it was cool. Like, again, it's the only... It's one of only two times... It's one of only two times I've seen a full body burn done in wrestling. This one was done live. The one with, where Bray Wyatt was set on fire wasn't. That was done pre-taped. And that yeah. one was really, really well done, to be fair. To be really fair, that was really done well. But it's impressive because this was done in front of a live crowd. So... Yeah. Now, again... The only problem with it was the bloody setup. So the actual flame and the fall were really cool. But mm. they went up on the Titantron and they fought up there for a bloody eternity while the lights flicked on and off and went yeah, out. And That was annoying. Like that should have been, once they got up on the Titantron, there should have been a really short exchange. And then one of them swings the torch at the other. Um, but they fought up on the Titantron for... Oh, what felt like it was probably only two minutes but it felt like ten here's how you rebook this match Vampiro comes out with the with the the canister of gasoline right Sting attacks him as he's going through or even swap it around Sting is walking out gets attacked by Vampiro Vampiro throws the gasoline on him so you have that spot and you have the danger in it right and then they're fighting around the control area for a while and they ascend, and the majority of the match happens up there, and yeah. then you have to fall. That that makes way more sense. I tell you Even what, you do that. Five minute match. How about this? Um, Vampiro comes out, and you do a Batman Arkham Asylum. Sting descends down behind him, That's grabs cool. him, and the rope takes him. 
back up. That's also and then, cool. And then the two of them's up on the Titan Tron. They have their, like you say, four or five minute real fast paced brawl. Yeah. One of them gets lit, falls off. And, uh, because like it, that's actually even better. Again, I was just trying to book it around the spots that they had because they made a big deal out of the gasoline thing. But that's even better again. And to be fair, they could have done that. They had the zip line. They had but they were like, I don't know what they were thinking. Because by doing it the way they did it, you're just waiting for a spot that you know is gonna happen, but there's no build to it because they got rid of the build by you know, have a vampiro say no. All you have to do is get him a pie and he's not going to do it. So where's the danger? Where's the danger? <laughs> anyway. I so think that... I was a wee bit uncomfortable after this as well with uh, all the announcers using their uh, their own heart voices, you know, for the... Yeah. Oh, this, this isn't part of the show, folks. This is... Turn that camera off. Get the camera off. And it's like, oh, lads don't yeah no just just don't just just don't <laughs> anyway so the four the the, te- the 10th great american mash promoted by wcw went down in the history books for many reasons what would you give the show martin out of ah uh, uh, three but an enjoyable tree Oh yeah. So here's the thing. I, I I'd rather watch a two or three out of ten than a five out of ten. Right. You know. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So like, yeah. Overall, like, I mean, this food. Like, I sat and watched. Like, it was two hours forty five minutes. Oh, I sat down really, and I yeah watched it in one go. I made me notes. I chuckled away to myself. Like, <laughs> it's Look, not. A, it's not a good wrestling show. But if you, you are a, a wrestling fan. In terms of entertainment, yeah. Listen, we watched the Rumble last week, and that was a tough watch. Yeah. That show, it was four hours, and I felt every second of it. This show was a nice tight two and a bit. It was god-awful, but I had a wonderful time watching it. Yeah, there was so much A-rolling nonsense in it, but it was... If you just... If you take this almost as like a time capsule and you're just going into it to see what the death of WCW is like, awesome, yeah. Like, I don't know if, if like, again, I was, what, eight? <laughs> when this was, or something like that. It was like eight or nine. I don't really remember, because obviously. Um, and I don't remember being upset by it. I just remember being like, oh, it's, it's kind of weird. You know, WWE's a lot better. Or WWF at the time is a lot better. Um, well, well, like I'm thinking, but like you know, if so, 2000. So I would have been 14 when this came out. 14 year old Martin watching this. Major Guns is out, shaking her knockers around. Yeah. Uh you know, General Hugie Rection is making genitalia jokes. Um, Hogan's there. Sting gets set on fire and thrown off a Titan Tron. Like 14 year old me probably would have thought this was awesome. Yeah, like I don't really, you know. I know the internet was around, but it obviously there was no Twitter, right? I can only I would be interested to see if wrestling fans were freaking out over this, or if they were just kind of entertained by it. And I think they probably would be really angry at this, like what is going on? You know, it would be interesting to see. And look, guys, if you were like not a child or a young teen, and you were in your, you know, 
early adulthood. Let us know what you thought because we weren't. <laughs> we we weren't. Email us. Um, or Doug, can you please. imagine if Twitter was around for the previous 20, 30 years of wrestling? I think they would have had a lot more to talk about, to be honest with you. Like, you know, there was so much on the show that I would gladly go back and watch this again. Because I have, you know, again, it's been a long time since I've even thought about it. But I'd watch this again every couple of years, you know, compared to any WWE recent show that we've seen. Like the Royal Rumble this year, I never, ever want to think about again. <laughs> you know, never mind watch. <laughs> but this actually had some pretty cool moments. Like that uh, Mike Awesome DDP match was Bloody very great. good. Yeah. very good you know um and i i'm in you know i'm glad that we're able to go back and watch this in it but i would say if you haven't seen this guys yes it's a three out of ten it has to be <laughs> it has to be <laughs> the even for the crack you couldn't give it crack. any higher like it's just it is awful but i mean like it's awful in the best way you want it to be awful it's 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 fun it's bizarre it's incredulous but you know, you'll have a great time watching it. And then you're like, okay, cool, man. You know, let's let's go for the next one. So the next one that we're going to do in our timeline is Bash at the Beach 2000. Ew. Is this one uh, of the ones that took place at an actual beach or? Um, Daytona Beach, Florida. Oh, yeah. all right. So we'll find I, out. we're going to find out. I'm not going to have a look at the, oh, this is the one with, um, this is the one where Hogan walks out and Vince Russo gets sued at the end of it. Oh my God. Oh man. So oh, I'm going to stop Russo. reading. I'm going to stop yeah. reading the Wikipedia so I don't ruin it for myself. But uh, yeah, no, we are, we're going to talk about that next week, guys. So again, if you do want us to cover something else, please or let us know because uh, we're getting to the end of 2000 and then we're going to, I don't know what we're going to do after that. We might go to WWE. But guys, basically this is your show let us know what you want to cover if we can if we can find it easily we will um but yeah i've really i've really enjoyed this show i think this is one of the best bad pay-per-views you can sit down and watch yeah i don't agree with jim Cornette on much but i do agree with him and his uh, attitude towards Vince russo <laughs> well next week is going to be even more interesting because uh a lot of follow from that a lot of follow from what happens next week but folks, we are going to leave it there. Um, Martin, is there anything you want to plug? Oh, yeah, man. I have been obsessed this week with uh, Metroid Dread. Got oh, it, real? Got it off my friend. Uh, he just gave me the loan of it. And uh, it's, it takes a wee bit of getting into But man, right. once you're in it, you're in it. It's fantastic. Unbelievable game. Yeah, yeah. Unreal. Um I have been playing a lot of park simulators. I'm a big fan of like Team Park, uh, Planet Coaster, and Planet. Well, Planet Zoo I can't play because my no PC wants to work for me, which is a bummer. But playing a lot of the new Jurassic World Evolutions too, and that's oh, basically yeah. you build a team park, but with dinosaurs, man, and it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So that's what I'm playing a lot of. And if you if you just want to play one of those games where you start playing at nine o'clock. And then you you look outside and it's bright. You're like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those games. And uh, particularly for someone who's been sick for... Well, I, dude, I thought I was hungover for like the first four days of this. I was like, man, I'm like, man, that hangover is really not going. <laughs> What's going on? And then Monday hit me. I'm like, oh, no, this is... This is probably that was before. 
yeah this is this that other thing that's uh that that's gone around the world so uh yeah and so i've been uh playing some playstation to kind of make up for that so uh team park similar games they're brilliant they are super fun and uh yeah so that's what i've been playing but guys we will leave it there if you want to tweet me you can at darwv on twitter martin are you still using your twitter or uh, yeah, yeah. Okay? slobbernicker is still there fire away unreal and uh dave we don't know where dave is he will be back eventually he's promised us uh tweet dave um at the dave stevens and uh we'll be back next week to cover wcw here on the wrestling rewind bye guys keep our left Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.